and then now we are the number one consumer of marshmallows in the entire world, the United States. Mm. Well, we're fat. So yeah, I believe I it. I would like marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90 million pounds a year. <laughs> and they weigh nothing. Uh, and they weigh nothing. So that's oh a God. shit ton of marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. Let's get crispy, baby. Oh, oh boy. He's been practicing that. <laughs> I, he, yeah. He's been two weeks he's been practicing that. All yeah. the way back. So, Dolan was in Chicago. Why were you in Chicago, Dolan? Uh, one year anniversary. Oh. oh romantic trip. Happy anniversary. Yeah, thanks. Have you seen place nice? Or? Y- yeah, yeah. We got a... And a Marriott is not nice, let's be honest. No, okay. no. We stayed in... Uh, it's actually a newer hotel right off... North Michigan, right there downtown by the Riverwalk, um, called Hotel Julian. Oh. Sounds cool. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Not the best Western I stayed at in Chicago one time. <laughs> My apologies to Marriott. I, I'm very loyal to Marriott. You are fancy, but not, not one-year anniversary fancy. How's that? Not boutique hotel fancy. No, right. Yeah. Great night's day. But while he was there, he was texting both of us. Yes. Asking where I should go, or yeah. where he should go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And this was definitely one of them. So I'm excited that you made it down to Maplewood Brewing Company, 2717 North Maplewood Avenue in Chicago. Cause, yeah. Because we've had beers from here before. Uh, well, I haven't. Oh, I have. We've had them, not on the show, I no. don't think, but we've, we've snuck a couple in the office before. Mm. It's only 15 minutes from Wrigley Field. Oh, okay. So the Cubs fans in the office have been to Maplewood yeah, a I've number of times. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty cool location. Tell us about it. Um, well, because we... I haven't been to a brewery other than the one right by my house since <laughs> February, so I'm I'm jonesing. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this: right before Maplewood, we were at Revolution. Oh, okay, I know um, that one too. Yeah, and uh, we got an Uber down there. Sure. And the Uber kind of went around the corner, and it was going through this like residential area. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of the street of this residential area was the brewery at a dead end. Huh. Yeah, so it it was kind of like whoever lives in those houses mm-hmm. that are like r- right next door to the brewery, lucky people. They need to go to a meeting probably now. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how it is in Lincoln at White Elm. Yes. It's like right in the middle of the neighborhood at the end of the last street. And yep. Like you can't get, yeah, you have to kind of know where you're going to find that one. But that's the feel. As I kind of did my research on these guys, that's, that's kind of the feel they were going for was neighborhood bar kind of hmm. thing. Right, I mean that was, mm. and they're a distillery as well. So they do they do both beer and this place and spirits. Here? Yes. Oh, okay. So they had their own like yeah, whiskey and yes. v- vodka and stuff. Mm-hmm. They did have their own distillery, um, and they make uh, a bunch of different cocktails with their um, their liquor. Do they can them? Do they have their own canned cocktails? Uh, um, I don't. Know. I don't think so. Like Boulevard does now. Well, hmm. there was a lot of COVID restriction. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, actually, a lot of the way that they were serving was like to make sure that not a lot of hands were on your drinks. Right. Um, and in fact, they actually didn't do a lot of um, the selling of their 
their drinks yeah. uh, because of COVID. They just wanted to pull the tapper or shoot you in the face with the hose of booze. Yep. That's yep. cool. Yep, pretty much. It was, it was actually, they had a really good system. Like, uh, you go in, they sit you down. Uh, Chicago's doing this thing right now where they take your name and phone number so they can kind of track you track you oh, see where you're going contact tracing yeah yeah um and so they did that and then they just explained you know the qr code on the table was the beer menu and the and yeah. the cocktail menu mm-hmm. um which both of our phones died oh so great. Oh. so we had to request a paper menu they were <laughs> they those were, guys yeah, yeah they they had to print it out for us and everything <laughs> um so that was nice uh and then uh, how you did it was you um ordered and then they would pour it or make you the drink, whatever you ordered, and they left it on the bar counter for you to get up and grab yourself. Mm, so it was, it was, yep. And the whole huh. counter had plexiglass across the thing, and they would Dang. put the the drink underneath, and they would yell out the drink, and you just mm. you go get it. Go say, get it. Yo, juice pants. Yeah, because that's their IPA. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, actually, uh, that's their double IPA. I think, but. which I found out they only do quarterly. So that's the mm. one that we've had before. Mm-hmm. I did see one on the website that sounded great. Okay. It was the Juice Jorts, <laughs> which I think is a pale ale or yes. something or a session. But yeah, yeah well, who can't? Who doesn't love uh, Jorts? That was so. Uh, Corey Anderson, recruiter at Atlas here, uh, has been to this brewery a number of times. Was the one that first brought us Juice mm-hmm. Pants. Yeah. And then Son of Juice, and I believe he had Juice Jorts when he was there. He seems like a guy that would have Jorts. Mm. Yes. So the uh, the guy there also told me that uh, Juice Pants is or, or Son of Juice is their flagship beer. Okay. Right. Um, which we all had a growler of. It's great. Oh, it's, it's a good one. Great. Um, and uh, then Juice Pants is just the stronger version of it. Yeah, that sounds oh, good. I thought it was the double. It's not the double. Um, I mean, I it just, might be. It might uh, be an Imperial IPA. Maybe. N- not 100% sure. I just know that he said it's the stronger, hoppier version of Son of Juice. That sounds like a double. So we decided to do this one because we, we've had Juice Pants. We've had Son of Juice. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's, we've heard of Juice Jorts now. Yeah. This one is called, and this is interesting, it's called Crispy Cakes Pastry Case Ale. Yeah. Now, do you, what is the pastry case? What is this? Do you, was there like a case there? Like what, I mean... They make it seem like it's a bakery, but then the beers Boy, appear instead of the I pastries. I am glad you asked this. Dolan, do you have answers? I do not. Oh, boy. Well, guess what? I you do have oh. the answers. Okay. okay it's, a, it's a series. Let's let's get... Before we get in this, I'm thirsty. It smells like a, it smells like a birthday Ooh. cake. It smells like what marshmallows. What is wow. this? Yes. Like uh, vanilla, marshmallow. It says brewed with rice and vanilla, so... Okay, crispy cakes. That is unbelievably delicious. Mm. It tastes like the milk from the Rice Krispies treats cereal. Yes. Oh, it, have you it, ever had that? What in the hell? It tastes like Rice Krispies. That's why it's called crispy cakes, y'all. Here's mm. here's what I'm going to tell you about. This is their pastry whatever series. Yeah. So a lot of places we've heard of pastry stouts, maybe even pastry sours. These are just different kinds of beers that they've made. So here's one of the lists I found online. Crispy Cakes is the third in the series. There was Upside Down Cakes. Mm. Then there was Grammy Cakes, so like graham crackers. Okay. Okay. Then there's Crispy Cakes, which is like a Rice Krispie treat. (laughs) Crumble Cakes, 
white chunk macadamia. So like that's normally a cookie, but wow. they made that into a cake. And then carrot cakes, which I would definitely drink again. Oh, look at that. A the little can, bit more in there. The can's right by me. I mean, that's a bad spot, Dolan. <laughs> the uh, the upside down cakes? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Upside down cake is oh, what I like request. pineapple, right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine pineapple in this? Yeah, it'd be great. Mm, that's what I request every year for my birthday is a pineapple upside down. There you go. It's the best. This one is 6.7%. Most of them that I could see on there were around that level. Yep. Uh, pretty low. I think it was like 20 IBUs or something, but... Gosh. Yeah, this thing, hmm. the aroma is amazing. Here's the thing, like, I don't, I, I think we have different enough tastes between <sighs> Brian to me to Dolan. To, mm-hmm. You know, you, Brian's uh, uh, beer palate has been around for much longer longer than mine has. Dolan's only been able to drink alcohol for a couple of years now. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> legally. So, legally, that's true. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's crazy that we get these beers and they're so good, and then we gush about them. Yeah, like it's. This, there's no way to explain what this is. We're spoiled, that's for sure. I guess. But Dolan didn't even know what this was. He brought it into I us. I thought it was going to be dark, to be honest, until oh. um, I gave one to uh, Aaron, da- Aaron Daly, the mm-hmm. guy behind uh, the yeah. Atlas website, mm-hmm. and um, handed it to him. I was like, I don't know. Sounds great. Crispy cakes. It might be a really good, I don't know, porter stout kind of thing. And he read it and he says, "Well, it says ale, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's probably light." So and I was not like, "A stout, yeah." Honestly, I didn't even look at what kind of beer it was. I just bought it off of the name. Yeah, I mean, there's a spatula on the can, and there's some mixing bowls on there. That's there's a so cake on the back. There you go. From mm-hmm. what I can see, yeah, maple wow. wood. Wow. So, as you can guess, we're going to Rice Krispie Town. Okay. Rice Krispies. First came out by Kellogg's. Snack Crackle Pop. 1928. Okay. That's the first time it hits the market. So almost 100 years now. Wow. And it was just rice cereal. That's all it is. Little rice pieces, basically. Sure. And people started noticing that when they poured milk on it, it, start, it was making a sound, which you've heard. So it took them four years to basically capitalize on this, right? And they... Four years. To finally say, man, this we need to do something with this because <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, cornflakes doesn't do this. No. And uh, I don't know what other cereals would have been around back then. Cheerios, maybe? I don't know. Uh, interesting fact on the cornflakes, though. You know about cornflakes? Mm-hmm. You know why it was created? No. So the guy that's Kellogg's, the guy that owns the cereal company, yeah. uh, he was like, uh, so, I don't know if religious fanatic is the term, but um, he was not a fan of uh, fellers, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Did you say fellers? Yeah, fellers. Uh, okay. Pulling the pud or punching the clown. Or, oh, oh. He did not. Hit, uh, that was something that he was. That was a bad thing to do back okay. then. Oh, hundred something years ago. Understood. Punching the clown. Yeah. Okay. So, cornflakes was supposed to like knock your libido down, uh, so you wouldn't really feel the need to what. Yeah, tickle to the taffy. Tug the boat. And right, and all those things. Okay. Weird. So anyway, that's his deal. What? Uh, and uh, this is another cereal from Kellogg's, but it's Rice Krispies. So uh, in 1932, this is the advertisement that they, they came up with. I think this was in England. Um, and so I wrote it down, and I'll read it to you. It just says, listen to the fairy song of health, the merry chorus sung by Kellogg's Rice Krispies as they merrily snap, crackle, and pop in a bowl of milk. 
If you've never heard food talking, now is your chance. 1932. Mm -hmm. Uh, That premiered on a radio show by some lady named Irene Wicker, and it was called The Singing Lady. And it was basically the first children's program ever. So think like Mr. Rogers, or if you had uh, local ones like Romper Room when I was a kid, like that sort of stuff. So this was like, there was no TV, so kids are listening to the radio, and there's a you know, Saturday night weekly program just for kids with kids songs and music. Mm-hmm. Why not throw a cereal commercial in there? Why not? And they've been doing that ever since. So that's where it comes from. Um, in 1932, after that commercial airs, they start putting snap, crackle and pop the phrase on the cereal box. And then finally in 1933, that's when we start getting characters, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the guy that drew the first one, his name was Vernon Grant and he was an illustrator, and he comes up with this idea of a gnome, basically. So he has a, like a little gnome okay. with a baker's hat, and they called him Snap, and he put him on the box. Ah. And by the end of the 30s, so about 10 years, there's three characters, the ones we know, Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Mm-hmm. He brought the idea to Kellogg's. It wasn't something where they hired somebody and said, hey, here's our idea. He was a fan, I guess. A fanboy of the Rice Krispies. Weird. And was like, I have an idea. This is what I came up with. And they're like, cool, we like it. We own it. You're hired. So he worked with them for, I guess, until he was not doing that sort of stuff anymore. Good on him. But it wasn't like a marketing company or like like we see it nowadays. Right. Their marketing company came up with this idea for them Mm -hmm. or whatever. That, That wasn't the case. Right. Weird. Okay. So the other thing that was interesting was he, because he was an illustrator, he illustrated a lot of like children's books and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. They put stories on the back of boxes short stories Mm. poems um you could either order or like kind of like they do with box tops they used to do now you know now it's like codes like we were talking about before but used to cut them off and send them in you could mail into kellogg's and they would send you like full books featuring these characters Hmm. for kids to read or whatnot and they were like super popular so they started making like tons of merchandise with these characters on it, these gnomes for Snap, Crackle, and Pop. And they had all these adventures, and there was other stories too. So other cereal boxes kind of got in on that. And that's really the first place where cereal giveaways starts. Mm. So like as a kid, you know, you and me as a kid in the 80s, you might eat like a bowl, and then you put your hand in the box until you can feel that toy or whatever's Uh, in there. (laughs) And then it was hardly worth eating the cereal after that. But I did that with C-3PO's, I remember (laughs) specifically for sure. Yeah. So in the 40s, um, they put a new strategy on there that kind of joined the war effort. And it says uh, they're urging folks to save time, energy, and fuel. Those are things that um, were rationed, right? Okay. And so they say, well, these are eating the cereal in the morning will actually give you these things. It's fast, it's quick, it's easy, oh. gives you energy. You'll have fuel to get through the day. Mm. So they kind of flip the rations on its head, and that's their. Their slogan. I understand. Um, in 1949, the design of the gnomes change, and they start to look more like elves. And they also look more like children. Before that, they look like grown-ups oh. with a beard, and you know? Oh. So then in, the, in 1949, they switch it, and they look like kind of like they do now. So that's where the origin of what we come to know hmm. as the snack, crapple, and pop dudes get their look. Okay. 1950s. They add one. This was something I found on like Mental Floss. Oh, no. That website or whatever. This is not going to be good. 
it, it didn't last long for a reason. His sure. name was Pow. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop, pow. Pow. <laughs> pow for short for energy, power. Oh, okay. I, I can't imagine. Okay, that's okay. And it was because it was so good for you. So they were trying to show oh. it was very nutritional because in the 50s, sure. nutrition was a big thing. Yeah. And he was an astronaut. Also a big thing in the 50s because we got the kind of the oh, sure. you know, beginning of the space race. There's shows on TV. Right. Uh, we you know, started to figure out maybe we could get to the moon, that sort of stuff. Sure. So he... The, we're sending monkeys into orbit. Yeah. The, the Russians actually sent somebody into orbit. Yes. Right. All that stuff yep, is going yep. on. So it's very topical at the time. Okay. So... He's there for maybe five or six years, and then he kind of disappears. Uh, and then there's no mm. more POW. Mm. So then it's, you know, Rest back to peace, the three. POW. Sorry for that. But, mm. you know, he was there for a, a short time. Yeah. Um, then in 51, Kellogg's Rice Krispies puts color on the box. Because mm. right be- before that, it was like very monotone or two-color two chrome style wow. of printing. So a lot of gray and white, that sort of thing. Washed out almost. Okay. Um, they put four colors on. So they do the four mm-hmm. color print. Yep. And they're the first one to do that. And then it, that's all there is now. Now there's like a thousand colors on cereal boxes, uh, sure. right? Yeah. As that's what we're used to. But before that, mm-hmm. it looked very much like a cornflakes box. So even that, there's like a little yellow and a green and red and white on the cornflakes. That, that was, was not about, the way it was right. before. So it looked like a box of uh, like detergent or something. Yeah. Like it was very bland. It was boring and, it, you know, there wasn't a lot of competition so they did it almost like beer yeah to grab your eye on the shelf space like they didn't have to do that because there was like five choices right yeah and then when they started to expand and all that stuff then it became about graphics and colors and designs and whoa color tv what can you buy in the you know what comes free with the box of cereal or whatever so came like what we know it as now but that all originated you know 70 years ago with rice krispies wow snap what's he look like do you remember I don't remember. I couldn't tell you which one was which. Well, I'm going to give you a little little thing to, to help remember, and you'll probably think of it right now. Okay. He's got red hair, a okay. red bandana, and the chef's hat. Okay. So he's mm. the original. He's the OG. Okay. He's the one that was the first gnome, and they turned mm. him into this guy. Crackle's got the blue shirt and like a sleeping cap. So think like mm. um, Dickens' yeah. Christmas story sleeping yep. cap. Okay. He has that. And then Pop, he's the guy wearing the drum major's hat. Oh. Okay, That's and he you, wears green, right? Isn't I he think green? So. Or a white striped outfit or something, okay. but. That's how you know him. He's got the hat. Drum so they're major. all wearing different hats. Weird. Or things or whatever, but that's how you know him. Okay. Uh, in Danish, this, the saying is piff, paff, puff. <laughs> in French, it's crick, crack, crock. In German, oh, this is going to be good. Oh, yes. I don't know that this is real because I, I feel like these words are so different. I believe that it's real. Knisper, Knasper, Knusper. That's German for snap, crackle, pop. You didn't allegedly. say it near angry enough. You need to say it angrier. Knusper, Knasper, Knusper. <laughs> it does sound angry. It does kind of sound angry. It sounds like you were trying to like you were you were trying to transmit something over a radio there. Yeah, so we got the pop guards on, which is good. But yes. I was still trying to not blow out Dolan's ears. You could on move. Those. Yeah, you could move it out of the way for a second. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> A little bit of information. They've been around ever since. They've changed their design, just like other cereals we've talked about and stuff. But um, they have been around as like cereal mascots. They're some of the first ones ever. Some of the first mascots, really ever. I, I mean, they're very recognizable. Like yes. if you if, if you were to like say you're on a game show or something, and they put it up there, you would say Rice Krispies. Mm-hmm. That's Snap Crackle Pop. Yeah. Like you know who that is. Yep. So we had a 
I mean, this it, 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 relative to nothing except for recognizable. We've been talking to different banks here, mm-hmm. and one of the banks we talked to was Capital One. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Like yeah. The first thing that pops in my head mm-hmm. is Logan. Yeah. What's in your wallet? Right. I mean, they did a very good job with selling that slogan. Yeah. Rice Krispies has done a really good job, and maybe it's just because it's longevity. But Snap Crackle Pop, like it's that's a that's like part of. Uh, like American culture now. It's definitely pop culture. I was still stuck on thinking about Jennifer Garner, so mm-hmm. par- sorry for that. But I asked if we got Jennifer Garner, and they said no. <sighs> next. We said, we said, nope, sorry, next. That's a no-go for us. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what do we think of this beer now? That has warmed up a little bit. It's, uh, it's very sweet for me. I intentionally tried to warm it up like a stout. I don't know if yeah. you noticed. I was trying yeah, to warm it up. cupped it. I, I, I like it colder. It mm-hmm. still tastes the same though. Like the flavor profile didn't change yeah. at all for me. At I think all. it's. I think the sweet gets to me more as it warms up. Yeah, I agree. What's the ABV on this Dolan? Six point seven. I think seven. I wrote down. Wow. So research. we're in IPA yeah, six, territory. Seven. Yeah, we're in IPA. Well, they're a very uh, IPA heavy. Yes. Brewery. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, IPA and stout. That's yes. pretty much what they make. Yep. It look like. Yeah. But they all have. They have different series they have multiple series running at the same time and seasonals and all sorts of different things so they're well, making a lot of stuff there so on the can it says 6.5 oh, yeah, okay. okay so i did some i did my research on on those guys right like i okay. always would or whatever so and, and interesting we've we've talked about i mean because there have been there have been some high profile fights in the brewing industry recently with names and whatever sure. you know or whatever so Originally founded in 2014 by Ari Megalis, Megalis, M-A-M-E-G-A-L-I-S, Megalis, okay. Paul Megalis, his brother, uh, longtime friend Adam, I don't even want to try his, C-Sleck. C-Sleck, okay. Sure. And then a guy named Kevin Hall. So Kevin, uh, he wasn't mentioned in the articles, but he shows up as one of the co-founders on the, on the website. Maybe he's a money guy, I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Uh, they originally were started in 2014 as Mercenary Brewing Company. Oh, okay. And they mm. had been home brewing under the name Mercenary for a number of years, since 2007. So then they opened their location, Mercenary Brewing Company, print labels, and our friends in Colorado at Odell, Odell yeah, uh-huh, said, hey, hold up, said, no, no, we've had a we've had a beer called Mercenary for years, and so they filed they filed a cease and desist. Mm. But it wasn't like a like super contentious or whatever. They're like, okay, fine. Let us run through the labels that we've got, and then we'll change our name. Yeah. And Odell said, okay, that's fine. So it was kind of cool. That's, yeah. I mean, it wasn't cool that, I guess, Odell was just trying to protect, their, protect their name. Yeah. Right, or whatever. And it wasn't like they're, you know, Odell-ish. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever. They just named themselves after one of Odell's, like, flagship IPAs. Yeah. So that had been around for a while. But at, at at least they got at least Odell was cool enough to say, okay, that's fine. You're a startup or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's usually not the mm-hmm. way it works. No, not at all. Uh, so then they changed their name. The location that you went to, Dolan, yeah, in Maplewood is the is the same location. It is is the former village of Maplewood that was burned in the Chicago fire. Oh, okay. And oh. so that's why that's where they got their name from. Now, not not only are they on Maplewood Avenue, but Maplewood, the village of Maplewood, outside which was outside of Chicago at the time in the 1800s mm-hmm. of the Chicago fire, was actually burned 
in the mm, Chicago so Fire. It's like some history, wow. right? That's cool. So they use yeah they use that history to name to name their brewery. So um, yeah, they to honor that kind of that village and and where they are right now, which is now the I wrote it down Logan Square. Yep. So I went and looked it up. Like, where's Logan Square or whatever? So former village that was burned only 15 minutes from Wrigley, mm-hmm. which is still kind of downtown, which is only 10 minutes from downtown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, that's the Chicago Fire was enormous. If yeah. that's the case, I mean that that's yep. that's huge. Yeah. And so in in order to in order to honor that heritage and honor that uh, you know where they are, that's they changed the name to Maplewood. Honestly, I think it probably serves them better. I don't. Yeah, this is way more a Maplewood beer than a Mercenary beer. I I like place names for breweries, mm-hmm. you know, because it it's easier for me to be like, oh yeah, that's in wherever Chicago. You know what I mean? So right. if it's named after something that is a place, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's it's just easier for people to know where you know where they're at. Right. So makes sense to me. What's interesting too is they started they. And maybe that's where this Kevin Knoll guy, or Kevin Hole, I'm yeah. sorry, H-O-L-L, Hole, Hole, H-O-L-L? H-O-L-L. Mm. Okay. Maybe that's where he comes in, if he's on the uh, distillery side. Oh, maybe. Uh, because oh, yeah. there were multiple articles about the beer side, or just about Maplewood mm-hmm. Brewing that didn't include this guy, but then if you go to the website, like I said, he's on there. So maybe that's that's part of it. Their new tap room that they just opened a couple of years ago, which is probably where you went... Uh, includes like a, all kinds of craft cocktails yeah. yep. from their distillery side. Um, here's what I thought was interesting: they have distribution in Michigan, which okay, yeah, kind of makes, makes sense. sense yeah. Indiana makes sense. Wisconsin, yeah. fine. Sure. Missouri. Missouri. Weird. Wow. Okay. I guess maybe because of St. Louis and maybe right on the edge of Illinois and Kansas. Kansas. What are we doing here? I- <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that blew me away. Kansas was distribution in Kansas, so not Iowa, maybe, not maybe Kansas City, Kansas. Maybe I'm guessing they don't got it in Topeka. I, well, I mean, there's only one way to know. Kind of makes <laughs> me want to go there and find <laughs> yeah. out if I could get more of this beer in particular. Yeah, I, and I like Juice Pants a lot. Yeah, mm. I think Juice Pants is probably one of the one of the better Midwest IPAs that are out there right now. And Son of Juice, which I can see sitting right across from mm-hmm. me right there. Yeah, that's mine. This says Brian Peterson yeah. on it that I hope that we open at some point. Maybe huh. during or after. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you got one, too, in the back fridge yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah but that's way too. back there. It is a long ways back there. <laughs> uh, it, it, again, very, very good IPAs, especially. Mm-hmm. And not that the Midwest is void of, of good IPAs, but mm-hmm. I, 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 there's some good breweries here making really good IPAs. And I think Juice Pants and Son of Juice are probably two of the better ones. That, that we can get that says, you know, that's not necessarily through distribution, but yeah. hey, are you going to Chicago? Could you pick this up yeah. for me? Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, they're one of those places that if you know somebody that's going there, you're like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> hey, Dolan, bring me back some. I'll Thanks. take some uh, Revolution and I'll take some yeah. juice pants. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, they actually uh, they serve craft water there too. Oh, like hop water? <laughs> like, Rostering had that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. Like, expensive carbonated but like naturally carbonated yeah um waters yeah sam wasn't really feeling because we had just been to revolution and we had just drank at some other place and tried some other things and yeah so we got to maplewood and she's not a huge ipa 
person um, yeah. and she wasn't feeling any stouts. And then she got to looking at the cocktails and stuff and she's a very, um, she likes her cocktails, but I think she was just feeling a little too there to sure. have one. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she asked for some water and they said, well, what kind? Because this is what we have. Like uh, tap water? Uh, <laughs> are, are you talking like craft seltzers? Are they doing dogs? No, no. It's more just it's... like a non-carbonated water-ish. No, it's just fancy water. Like it came in a bottle and it was carbonated mm. and it was, mm. yeah, it almost tasted kind of salty, I guess. City slick, rocky, mineral. That's, that's Chicago. That's big though. timing. Do you want tap water or do you want the fancy French water that comes in the bottle that costs ten dollars? Well, and they give it to her for free. So, nice. yeah, they were just they huh. they were awesome people. Like going in there. Okay, first off, the atmosphere was awesome. It was very. Uh, it was dark, and when we went in there, but it, they had like um, black lights and neon lights everywhere. So that was kind of the vibe you got going that's in. Cool. Um, and then I said, you know, they had all the, they were doing really well with the social distancing thing. Um, they had all their drinks all set up. Uh, their bathrooms were cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Ooh. kind of a weird thing. But like I went in there, it was like a, like a palm tree and well, not like a palm tree, but what's the shorter one called? Um, Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. looks mm. like a palm tree, but like, yeah, obviously not 30 feet tall yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, that was in there, and they had all the neon lights in there and stuff. Um, and they were really, really, really nice. Um, they were asking us kind of like, you know, wh- what we're doing, you know, got really friendly. Um, they gave me a free four-pack of Son of Juice because they didn't have Dang. any in the um, in the cooler. Yeah. And uh, I bought a growler of it so I could bring it back for everybody to try yeah. here. Mm. And um, they, I ended up spending, the growler's like really fancy. It's, it's, the growler's super fancy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's um, like, we're going to use it for camping to like oh, nice. bring milk. Is it stainless steel? And stuff? Yeah, stainless yeah, steel. Nice. It's got the plug on it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's being modest. He actually said, I'm a super high profile producer of a beer podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Toot like, toot, my own absolutely. horn. Absolutely. And they said, Sir, let oh, me get you some free the, beer. The Dolan? <laughs> um, I did I may have told them <laughs> told them what I'm gonna use their beer for and hey, they may right. have given right. me a, an email to yeah. send this episode to. But Sweet. right on. Um I can't remember his name and I apologize when you're listening to it. It's Matt or Michael. I mean, you were at some breweries that day, man. Oh, true. He, he just got a, a new tattoo he was all excited about. And uh, yeah, mm. so if, if you're listening to this, leave a comment below. Because <laughs> you, you made my night, sir. You oh, made my night. There, there you nice. go. Can't say that about the Revolution guys, right? But no. Maplewood guys mm. did. That's right. Kick ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, um, do you got any more information that you want to go that through? That is what I got on these guys. So. I, have, I have one more thing. This is short. Uh, I got this information from the NCA, which is the National Confectioners Association. They have an association. Of course they do. Everyone Um, has an association. We're going to talk a little bit about marshmallows, because that's in this brew. Yeah. 2000 BC is about the first time they figured out marshmallows were around. The ancient Egyptians. The Egyptians were using it for special occasions. Uh, It was reserved for holy like the holy man or person of the area and then also royalty so that's who could get it um it comes from the mallow plant 
And guess where those grow? Where? In the marsh. So that's why it's called marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yes. So that's convenient. They would cut it and then like squeeze the juice out. It was almost like sap. And then they added it with honey and then they put some nuts in it. So more almost like a granola bar. Okay. And that's what they technically call marshmallow. Weird. It's native to Egypt, so northern Africa, mm-hmm. um, Europe, Asia, and then it was brought here and naturalized in the United States. So it grows here now, mm. but because somebody put it there. Mm. Um, the French introduced it in the 1800s. Uh, they would take that same concoction, but they would hand whip it to get to that consistency that we know as, and sometimes okay. the color. Mm-hmm. So it gets that white, you know, like you can buy it in a jar, sort of like mm. marshmallow fluff yep. sort of stuff. Yeah. And it was super popular, like kind of like when we talked about chocolate a long time ago, how that was like they had chocolatiers everywhere. And yep. that was a huge thing. Well, so is this stuff. So they couldn't keep up with the supply because it was like so labor intensive. They had to do it by hand. And it was delicious. And it was super good. So yeah. people were buying it. So they figured out a way to use like these molds and then they got rid of the mallow plant part and they basically used some like gelatin instead. So it's already like less natural and more artificial right mm. there. Okay. So they can make it faster. They can just drop it in these molds and they get the shape that they want. And yeah. there you go. Marshmallow shape. Yeah. And yeah. then in the 1900s, early 1900s, it hits the United States. Um, mostly for that same sort of like specialty thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1948, this guy named Alex Dumak created and then patented this process um, to make it uh, like basically an assembly line. So he figures out a way to take these ingredients and run them through these like pipes, basically. And they come out and uh, they're made and then they're just cut in the shapes. And every cut is the same. So it's, you know, like industrialized. Right. And that's how we get our shaped marshmallows. marshmallows. So okay. they all look the same for the most part. I'll tell you, if you've never like sad like depressed eight marshmallow fluff just like right out of the thing like you haven't you haven't been alive like you've never been broken up with or something right I mean, well, that's the go-to there right i mean speaking of, of the marshmallow <laughs> fluff right in chicago we ate breakfast at um the nutella place oh okay and i don't know if you guys have ever had fluffer nutters oh yeah but i've had the beer fluffer yeah. nutter but no yeah, no yeah fluff, the beer for sure marshmallow yeah. fluff on toast on one side, yeah, and then Nutella on the other side. Oh, there you go. <laughs> really? So good. That's the flavor profile of the fluffy so nutter. Okay. Yeah. That makes so much more sense now. Um, in the 50s, marshmallows explode in popularity in the United States. Okay. For some reason. Be- mostly because you can get them anywhere now. You can buy them at the grocery store, right? Okay. And they're added to a tons of recipes. So if you ever see any like old vintage cookbooks or anything, mm-hmm. you see a lot of salads, especially if, like your grandma made salads oh, that yeah. had marshmallows in them. Yep. Jello salads, like whatever. They, everything had marshmallows. What's the salad with the marshmallows and the strawberries together? What's yep. that called? I uh, don't know, but it's the I fluffy know. pink stuff. No, no, pink no. fluff. No, with the with the like lettuce, it's like a like, yeah, it's Waldorf. Like, oh, Waldorf isn't that Waldorf salad? with yeah. the nuts in it? Yeah, and carrots, weird. strips, or oh, something. So weird. I thought you meant like the the pink fluff or oh no, that's that's just the called green, pink fluff, right? The, yeah, the the pistachio yeah. pudding with the marshmallows yep. or whatever. That's those are all the fifties, mm. like mm. you know, coming back from wartime right. gelatin, basically recipes. Mm. Every grandma made that. Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to. 
Otherwise, you're kicked out of being a grandma. Yes. Uh, and then now <laughs> we are true. the number one consumer of marshmallows in the entire world, the United States. Mm. Well, we're fat. So yeah, I believe and it. And we like marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Uh, 90 million pounds a year. <laughs> and they weigh nothing. Uh, and they weigh nothing. So that's oh a God. shit ton of marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. And that's the majority a... are sold between October and December. So I assume for hot chocolate, maybe, oh, at sure. this point now. Yeah. And we just got a bag the other day for that reason. Well, so. and then, yeah, you got a little fire going. You want to yep. make some s'mores. Some s'mores. I, I yeah. was going to say maybe, I, I was thinking maybe more during camping season, like the late sure. summer, early fall. Yeah. Maybe uh, also for some, I don't know, some other holiday recipes or yeah. something. But Oh, with the, not that I like this at all, but the, the uh, what's the, what's the. Uh, You're talking about yams yes, with marshmallows. Gross. Oh, so gross. gross. And you put them on top. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Gross. Thanksgiving would be right in the middle of that. Disgusting. So. Yeah, but that's that's what I got for us, and that's definitely what I tasted and smelled in that beer. Oh, there's definitely marshmallow in there. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hmm. Yeah. A little bit more in here. Whoever wants to claim that's, it. That's you. Not me. I got, I got a can at home. That's me. Well, I, I don't want to... Yeah, I'm not going to fight over it. You, you want to split that up. That's fine with me. <laughs> oh, there's just a All right, you drop. go. Go for it. You go for it. All right, untapped. A uh, friend of the show, Daniel Chavez, has already ranked this one, which is interesting because he just had it back in August. Yeah, where's he getting it? I, that's a good question. I mean, he's in Chicago. I don't know. That's well, hmm. I guess that's easier then. 5,028 check-ins. Where do you think we land? Well, if I were to rate it, it'd be about probably... It, it, well, I am going to rate it. I was going to sure. say. Sure. Right. I'm going so. to rate it a 425. Whoa. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna say it's a three point seven nine. So three seven nine. You're eight, four two five. I'm gonna go four. Four. I'm, I'm gonna think it's four on there, but I'm rating four two. You're five. close. It's three nine one. Mm. So not bad. I have never had anything like this before. Yeah. I'm sad. There's only one can. <laughs> it's gonna be hard not to give it a five. And I, don't, and I don't give out fives very often. No, you, you don't. Know. Wow. And that's not even a sour or an IPA. Right. Mm. Ooh. But it's just so dra- different. Just dramatically so different. different. I mean, you're yeah. not getting anything like that around here. No. I've never seen it or tasted anything no. like that before. It tastes like a Rice Krispies treat. It, it really does. It, it's like, it feels like I'm a kid again and I'm going through my Halloween candy and you have those little mini Rice Krispies bars mm, yep. yeah. and you eat like 10 of them. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. I remember when Rice Krispie Treat cereal came out in the 80s. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. And you'd almost break the bowl, shaking it out, because it was just like someone took just Rice Krispie bars chunks. and just smashed them with a hammer yep. and then threw it in your cereal bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, had to be like the most unhealthy cereal in the world, but man, it was good. Really easy snack to make on your own. Mm. Uh, we have a daily out about it you can go back a couple weeks to make rice krispie treats yeah yeah in a probably about two or three weeks ago we did a daily mm. and um just making rice krispie for around halloween and you know if you added a little chocolate to this ooh, that'd be ooh, that, that would be good it'd be really Man. good so yeah eric yeah. general manager is he one of the people that were listed no uh-uh. okay so ari paul adam kevin Okay, I have an Eric who is the general manager oh. of the place. Oh, you have his business card. I, business card. Yep, Look I, at found, I found it in my wallet because I wanted to. I feel bad for getting forgetting the guy's name, Matt or Michael. Yeah, mm. but um, he didn't have a card. He no. didn't have a card. See, I, there you go. Yep yeah, the the general manager gave me his card, 
to send this episode to business cards are cheap just even now mm-hmm. just just buy them yeah. yeah they have a cool business card though it's pretty sweet I, it looks just like, like I said, can logo that that doesn't. They don't look like a mercenary brewing company. They look yeah. like a Maplewood brewing company. Mm-hmm. It was a good good move. Yeah. So, whew, Dolan, this one was good. Maybe you should go back to Chicago and find more beers for us. I'm I'm okay with that. Mm, okay. Can I use the company card? No. Is that allowed? Uh, no. Oh, no. okay. But good try. Maybe next year. Speaking of company card, next week, uh, not purchased on the company card, mm. but recruiter. Ronnie Robinette and her husband, Michael, were yeah. at a brewery over a couple weekends back. And they sent me a picture because they know I like this kind of stuff. Right. And I could see the uh, menu board in the back. Yeah. And there was a beer on there that was an 18 percenter. Oh. Oh, boy. And I said, what is that? And they said, we're scared of that. Yeah. And I said, I'm not. Mail me a four pack. Next week, we're going to drink that beer. Oh, boy. Highest ABV we've ever had. 18%? Probably the highest we're going to have. Oh, I don't boy. think many people make more than that. This I, thing's a monster. That might be the highest I've ever had. Uh, barrel aged, two years. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tune in next week for, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be chaos. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great tease. You like that? I'm going from crispy to chaos. <laughs> Got it. Right. So we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.